I'm Pastor Brian Paulson, and this is The Message. We're glad you're listening here in Libertyville, in Lake County, or around the world. Center your heart now with the prayer for illumination. Listen deeply to the scripture and allow the message to speak God's word for your life. Will you join your hearts with mine in prayer? Send down your Holy Spirit, O God. Tear open the veil of heaven and speak to us as beloved children, so that we may hear and believe the good news of your word made flesh, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our first reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, the first chapter, verses 4 through 11. This passage describes the baptism of our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Central to this passage is the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen for the source of that power in the voice of God, an expression of being loved and the happiness of God. John the Baptist was in the wilderness calling for people to be baptized to show that they were changing their hearts and lives and wanted God to forgive their sins. Everyone in Judea and all the people of Jerusalem went out to the Jordan River and were being baptized by John as they confessed their sins. John wore clothes made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey. He announced, one stronger than I am is coming after me. I'm not even worthy to bend over and loosen the strap of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. About that time, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and John baptized him in the Jordan River. While he was coming up out of the water, Jesus saw heaven splitting open and the spirit like a dove coming down on him. And there was a voice from heaven, you are my son whom I dearly love and you I find happiness. Here ends our first reading. May God bless our hearing. Our second scripture reading for this morning is taken from the 19th chapter of the book of Acts, beginning at the first verse. The same Holy Spirit that descended with power on Jesus is the gift of God we experience through baptism and its renewing grace in our lives each and every day. Listen for the way that power is demonstrated to early believers. In a diverse society, those who were baptized speak, communicating in every language about the love of God and its power to change hearts and lives. Listen now for God's holy word. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul took a route through the interior and came to Ephesus, where he found some disciples. He asked them, 
Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you came to believe? They replied, we've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then he said, what baptism did you receive then? They answered, John's baptism. Paul explained, John baptized with a baptism by which people showed they were changing their hearts and lives. It was a baptism that told people about the one who was coming after him. This is the one in whom they were to believe. This one is Jesus. After they listened to Paul, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in other languages and prophesying. Altogether, there were about 12 people. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Well, it is, my, my watch gives me the date, it's January 7th. So we are seven days into New Year's resolutions. How are we doing? Yeah? Let's see. Exercise more. Study hard. Be nice. Eat healthy. Clean up more. Don't curse. Stress less. You doing all right? And how about the world around us on this notable weekend in January? Stop violence, end wars, build peace. I don't know how we're doing. Welcome 2024. I have a confession to make because repentance is one part of baptism. I'm already complaining about the snow, the election year, the bulls, the cubs, the bears. I'm complaining about taxes, groceries, COVID, arthritis, my terrible penmanship. Can I blame that on the arthritis? Everything seemed so possible on January 1st. But no sooner does the year begin than old complaints start with that incipient fear that this year will be filled with that all-too-familiar sense of being powerless. Powerless in a world that wars over land it calls holy. Powerless from repeating violence such as we've even experienced in, of all places, Des Moines, Iowa this week. Powerless over the anger and division that bleeds into almost every social setting of our lives. You know, a resolution for change is commendable. And repentance for our own part in the sinful state of things truly is needed. But today, I want to share something different. 
a different take on power. Life-changing power. A gift which Jesus brings for you, for me, and even for all humanity. Now, maybe you remember on Christmas Eve at the later services, we lit our candles and I was reciting for all of us from the first chapter of John, which includes this verse that reads, to all who received Jesus, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. Beloved. Now let me suggest that Scripture describes a different kind of power for believers than the kind of power we usually seek in this world. I've got a friend named Len Vanderzee, a Christian reform pastor, and uh, he was reflecting on how moved he is by the 12 steps of AA and other recovery programs. Step one, I admit I am powerless over fill-in-the-blank, and my life has become unmanageable. Step two, I have come to believe that only a higher power can restore me. Len says, it seems to me that being a Christian means you realize that's where you begin every day of your life. Needing God's grace. And that's what leads us back to baptism. It is the reason we pour water into the font, as Amy did today here at First Press whenever we announce forgiveness, God's grace. That's where a Christian begins every week, every day. I hope you are hearing the intersection of personal and spiritual reality about power that happens as a gift through baptism. Precisely when we feel powerless, God offers us true power, the power of God's grace. John the Baptist in our passage of Scripture says that someone more strong, powerful than John is coming into the world. Now, John performed a ritual cleansing uh, act. It's a meaningful act of repentance, and it's something that we affirm when we shuv. It's something we need as part of our baptism. People were flocking from all over. Today, all around the world, in many religious traditions, there are rituals of repentance and cleansing. It's a common thing in humanity. But in the book of the Acts of the Apostles, we read today that Paul and the other early disciples were at pains to articulate the difference that comes when we are baptized in Jesus. The unique 
gift that Jesus promises for believers is the gift of the Holy Spirit, which becomes the power of God in you. We sometimes get confused. We mix up human power or the power of personality with the holy power of God. Henri Nouwen was wondering about this confusion, how we're tempted to power, worldly power. He wrote saying, maybe it is that worldly power offers an easy substitute for the hard task of love. It seems easier to be God than to love God, easier to control people than to love people, easier to own life than to love life. After all, he writes, Jesus asked his disciples, like Peter after his resurrection, do you love me? And his disciples, like so many of us, seem fixated on something else, asking, you know, hey, can we set Jesus on your right or your left hand when you come into power in the kingdom? We're always tempted to replace the power of God's love with worldly power. But love, the love of God, the grace of God, this is the true and constant power that God offers. Allow me to suggest that today, this day, God is reminding you of the power of the Holy Spirit that is placed into your lives. Alice Walker, author of The Color Purple, wrote, the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. Worshiping friend, the Holy Spirit is upon you, within you, given to you, power, spiritual power, as a child of God, beloved. Now today, we're going to invite you forward as you're comfortable to do so, and here is a challenge I'm giving you. Think of one word that expresses a gift God has given you. What might that be? Here's some words, for example. Insight, courage, perseverance, tenderness, patience, initiative. Something in you, intrinsic to who you are. I invite you to say that word to the minister who greets you at each of these fonts in our sanctuary. And we, in turn, will look you in the eye and say one word back. Beloved. Then we're going to use a sprig of evergreen, like the evergreen eternal grace of God for you, and we'll sprinkle you with water on your head to remind you of your baptism. If you're with me, you may need to take off your glasses because I enjoy doing this, okay? Yeah? Um, if you don't want any water 
for any number of reasons on your head you can you can put out your hand palm up if you want water on your hand palm down if you don't want any water and we'll remind you that you are beloved regardless of the water okay and maybe today you just won't be able to think of a word to name God's gift for your life or maybe you know it but it is too intimate for you to speak in that case just silently put your hand over your heart. You'll still need to tell us if you don't want water <laughs> or on your hand. Now, when it comes to baptism, our reading from Acts gives a hint that a debate about baptism would mark the Christian faith throughout centuries that follow. Today, the most rapid-growing churches are not, I I'm sorry to say they are not Presbyterian. <laughs> they are Pentecostal. Christians who unabashedly celebrate the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. I like to tease Presbyterians and say that, well, we find the Holy Spirit in our committee meetings. And I actually kind of believe that because... In our relationships, as the Apostle Paul puts it, we stir one another up to good works. You know, I've noticed through the years, for myself and others I meet in church, some Christians, we are like a cup of coffee with the cream dropped in, but there is no evidence of any of that creamy goodness in the coffee. Our relationships are what stir us up and change our lives with the love of God, which is the true power of the universe. Now, coming into church today, you may not have even have noticed it because it's just too darn cold today, but you will have passed a phrase on our church sign based on our new mission statement, celebrating the life-changing love of God life-changing, stirring up, transformative, everlasting love. Now, there's a famous Chicagoan, Jesse Jackson, who once said about his public ministry, he said, Jesus never performed any miracle at night. He came in to teach and lead by example. He turned water and wine into wine before a big crowd at a wedding feast. Jesus was public, the prophets were public, and you can't end segregation or slavery in your private closet as a pious person. You can't end prejudice by treating your maid right. Go forth and preach to the multitudes. How will your life speak? And you know, I... I my reading is that you don't need to speak in tongues like in the Bible by using strange utterances, okay? And the reason I say this is because I already know that you use Facebook and phone calls and Instagram and TikTok and text messages and email and voice text. Good Lord, you all multitask and use many languages every day. But the question is, what message will your life speak? I suppose we can start the year complaining. But for me, I 
plan to take the advice of famous South African writer Alan Payton. He said, I always find that actively loving saves me from a morbid preoccupation with the shortcomings of the world. Active loving. The power of God. Beloved friends, remember your baptism. The power of God is in you. Show it, speak it, and share it. I deliver this to you in the name of the Holy Trinity, by whom each one of us receives the gift of baptism. Amen. Thank you for listening on our podcast or through our YouTube playlist of sermons. Be sure to forward this message to someone whom you believe is seeking God's word today.